welcome to the Final Side podcast, uh, Thursday night edition. Um, a shorter episode tonight for you, as we want to let our man, Mr. Ross Dewar, away to enjoy his mum's birthday with her. Um, only two games really to talk about because there is no highlights for the championship game between Dundee and Inverness. No one wants and we'll to jump right in because. We'll jump right into that because Billy wants to give us a little bit of a rundown of what happened in that game. Yes, so I was talking to my my sources who were at the game and they've comprised a very clear match report for me. So, you know, Dundee moving up to fourth in the Scottish Championship table after holding off Inverness Caledonia Thistle's comeback at Dens Park. Ten minutes in, goal for Dundee, scored by Max Anderson. For the young, young striker, that's a goal for him. Good ball in from Declan McDade, who's meant to be at Partick Thistle, but then wasn't at Partick Thistle. He's now at Dundee, but will he go back to Partick Thistle? Who knows? And that was how the tone was set. Half time, 45 minutes just before it. Come dog, he's back, baby. Goal number two. After good play from McMullen to get the ball into Come dog, and he bang. Hold on a minute. 2-0. I wasn't out to call him that last time. Well, I'm that's calling it for the purposes name. of this report. And then, great report. in the second half, Neil McCann thought, oh, well, we're losing 2-0, let's just go for it. And he went for it. But um, the 75th minute, he got his reward, Nikolai Todorov, with the headed goal. And then, little to no avail, Inverness could not get the winning goal, or the equalising goal, I should say. And Dundee held on to win the game. Two goals to one. Inverness day seventh. Dundee up to fourth. Thank you. That was Billy Kirkpatrick, everyone. Um, what a match report. A very in-depth, a very in-depth match report. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was two teams who own the game on in the championship during the during the week, and they're two teams who hadn't played football regularly for several months now. Um, are we, we're finally seeing uh, football back in Dundee and Inverness then. Um, I mean, Dundee didn't... They, they had a few games called off, but they... They did manage to play in two games, so no, two games in game, February. They had, they had one game. They had one game called off four times or something. Well, it's been called off four times yet. Yeah, we do. We see that game in a week. Uh, a week on Tuesday, exactly when that game gets played out. So, hopefully, brilliant. So, well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I I wish there was highlights. Um, so we could go more in depth on what happened, but none of us seemed to manage to find anything. Well, anywhere, that's, so uh, I think we just need to start please, emails out to let us into the ground. Yeah, please, championship, please, championship clubs, uh, record your games or let us into the ground to watch a game. They, uh, they might have a, a like a, a service, like a website that you have to sign up to to watch the games. I didn't actually look too much, to be fair. And um, maybe we, we can we can look deeper into that one uh, at some point. Something I would like to point out in that game that is Jason Cummings three games in the last three uh, three goals in the last three games. Oh. He's played three games in the last three games. <laughs> Across the last three games. Congratulations. Can't believe he's so, played games in the last three goals as well. Some man. He has. You always forget that Cummings is only 25, to be fair. You feel like he's been around for a while. He's had some career. He's been all over the shop. I thought he was 34. Yeah. He says he's had some career. It's been a bit of a men's career. He's good at him. Oh, good for him. I think he was that bad at Rangers, to be yeah. fair. Fucking Grado, Grado was good at Hibs. Yeah. And then it's Shrewsbury Town, he was okay. Drew, you didn't see what Shrewsbury Town, you watched one game against Liverpool. 
Was he good in that game? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was good in I that game. Yeah, so take that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, while we're talking about the Championship, in other news this week, it was announced that uh, l- the lower league clubs, so the League 1 and League 2 clubs, are allowed to return to training soon, is Yay. it? Uh, they're well, with returning to training ASAP, but this, the league starts yeah. in two weeks' time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still need That's to, a quick turnaround from still need to decide in how many games they're going to be playing. They want to play 22, but the, the PFL only want them to play 18. So we'll mm. see what the outcome of that is. That's a quick turnaround from not playing games to uh, having to play potentially two games a week. Mm-hmm. It is, and for part-time players, part-time players that Especially... cause injuries. Especially with the return of the Scottish Cup being confirmed as well. Yes. I mean, personally for me, I think it's an absolute shambles, but uh, again. I, I, I described it as farcical the other day. most what my brain would also agree with you. I mean, so part, I think... part-time players that are working day in, day out in contact with numerous folk, depending on what job they do, to then go into a testing bubble, which is designed to spot, you know, positive tests within a bubble of folk that don't mix out with that, apart from their families, etc. It's good. The gate is not, they will not reach the gate. I am calling this right now. They will not reach the required games because there'll be a group of players that will test positive and then the game will be postponed, game will be postponed, and there's not enough time to fit in any postponed games. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the, of the <clears throat> benefit of the doubt for being responsible considering they've not played for so long. Considering we've had these restrictions for coming up in a year now, we've had like most of these restrictions. Surely they'll see some sense and be like, "I'm finally getting playing football again." Let's just. There's not much you can do anyway outside of football. Anyway, it depends because you know you could be responsible, but depending on your line of work, you could be in contact with people, and you don't know how responsible they are. So, so I think there is an element. True. To that. Yeah, well. I think when you both players so, with part-time jobs, there's just the general day-to-day risk. And with the number of players that are going to be sort of mixing bubbles per se, it seems like it's sort of a time bomb until there's a sort of breakout. And also, like stadiums trying to facilitate um, different teams, etc. Like I know a lot of players won't be allowed to shower; they just have to get straight in their car after games, etc. Well, that's what it's like in the championship just now. Yeah, the away team's not allowed to. Uh, well, I, I know it's for the away team. I don't know why the home team's allowed, but they're not allowed to shower. That's so, like. The likes of when Inverness come down to air, even if they go down to Queen of the South, they have to go all the way back up without a shower. Well, Pope and Kelly are used to not shower. They're building it on, but... Right. Matt, on this week's episode, just... Uh, <laughs> saying random stuff. <laughs> I think if they, if they get their... 22, um, 22 game season that they're going for, then, and that means that they, that season will finish uh, two weeks after the championship season. It's not possible to have a promotion playoff only going. You can't expect a championship club to wait two mm-hmm. weeks without playing and then going to a playoff game for survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how they work and see what they do. We now, I just thought we'd bring that up because it was news. Yeah. We'll now talk about the. Premiership, and there was two games this week. Yeah, there was. Uh, so we'll start off 
Livingston nil, Rangers one. Um, Ross Stewart, you were not at this one, but you did watch it. So, how was it? Um, quite scrappy, I, I, I guess you could you could say it like that. Um, to, to be honest, it wasn't much of a it wasn't much of a spectacle. It was just your sort of same old Scottish football game, obviously. Um, big talking point, um, which we've all seen with Morelos um, getting filled in the box by Striek, the Levy goalkeeper, and then being booked for simulation. That's funny, Joe, that you called it a, a foul, but there was no foul given, was there? <laughs> no comment. Um, subsequently, Gerrard um, has gone onto the pitch to confront Beaton and get yellow carded then shortly after got sent off for um, comments made um, I, yeah I, I don't want to quote the comments but uh, you can find them in most outlets to be fair you, you can um, yeah it's not, a, it's not a very good thing to be caught on live TV cameras shouting <laughs> especially when there's no ba- no other background noise yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to chime in on this one. I, I think, I, you know, last night I had a, a view on it and I solely blamed Steve Gerrard um, for that. But having watched it back and having, you know, reanalyzed it, you know, with a kind of fresh, fresh eyes, I actually do have a bit of sympathy for Mr. Steve Gerrard. Um, I think that, yes, there is ways to speak to match officials and definitely Steve has crossed the line there. Um, for that, but you know, as match officials, there are ways you have to speak to managers, and you know, not to look at someone in the eye is quite, you know, insulting, um, and you know, to be very dismissive and you know, quite rude. I think I came across as quite arrogant, and you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see that kind of barrier come up between managers and officials. I want a kind of healthy working relationship so that they don't have to talk about it week in week out. But you know. All I will say is that in, in the defence of Steve, you know, it's not the first time that this uh, match official has had previous, uh, has an incident right. with a you know, manager this season with regards to, quote, attitude. Um, yeah, um, for me, it, I just, we talk about match officials getting respect and <clears throat> deserving respect and all that, and to be fair to Stephen Gerrard, like, the, re- the way the referees kind of handle the situation, just ignoring him, it, like, you can turn around and say to him, I'm, I'm not willing to discuss that right now, and then walk away from him, instead of letting it escalate to the point where where you're having to show not, like the manager a, a yellow card, and then subsequently subsequently a red card. Um, I know he did suggest um, to talk about it um, like in the, t- in the tunnel, but he, he, he couldn't do that. So. <laughs> like it, it didn't make any real um, sense. Like, I think we can uh, all agree yeah. um, Ger- Gerard shouldn't have uh, acted the way he did um, and probably will receive... Obviously, Billy's more um, up-to-date on it, but you suggest, <coughs> Bill, what, a couple of match bans? Three, uh, I'm going to go three, but... Um... It's a difficult one because, you know, to an extent, Steve is, Steve is right in what he's saying, you know, how can 
three three officials, you know, you know, miss an incident that's clear cut. You know, he's got a point, but it's how you you know express that point. Um, I think you know Steve will in future consider his language more carefully. Um, right. Um, I've got a question for for well everyone really, but mainly Jure. Do you think it's the the recent sort of turn down and I don't know I don't know, like form performances from Rangers is maybe a showing of how much work like the players and the the management team and that have put in this season. Did you say the recent dip in performances? Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think um, realistically to play at the level they were at the start of the season for 38 games would have been un- unattainable. Like, I don't think any team, probably perhaps even ever, has d- would have done that. But um, they certainly, um, Morelos had about four or five chances that he probably should have scored from. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it was never gonna. The performances were never gonna stay at that level, and they've got Europe to deal with. And at the moment, they're just grinding out results, which champions obviously tend to do. Well, yeah, something you said to me for years about Celtic is that they like every season they were just sort of grinding out the results and see even games where they didn't exactly play well, they'd somehow manage to find a way to win it and. It's what Rangers Rangers have done it a couple of times earlier this season, but they've been doing it a lot more recently now. Um, are you are you worried that you might eventually lose one if if it keeps going the way that it's going? Um, I, I I don't know. Like um, I don't see us conceding many more with the games left. Um, uh, like like I, I did I have said to you for years, Celtic have an, well used to have a knack of scoring. Like eighty fifth minute uh, for a draw, or ninetieth minute for a winner. They used to do that week in week out, especially under uh, particularly Brendan. Um, I don't know if it was his managerial know how, but they were fantastic at um, giving it their all to the final whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, could we see Rangers perhaps losing against Celtic? Thank you, Billy. Um, given the amount of um, games you have to play. I think it's the only team that has the potential to take points off the of Rangers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to make comment on that. There's obviously there's a few games to go still this season, but yeah, we could be playing the next with uh, a manager on the touchline. Yeah, and without Morelos, and without Morelos potentially. But yeah, I don't think it's. Without a manager, you get to see the the full extent of uh, Bill Ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's absolutely plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't. Oh, I, it's a mark of champions, certainly. Like winning games like that, scrappy games. But I think it's just you don't really you don't really ever see any other clubs apart from Celtic or Rangers doing it really. Because it's just it's it's a marker like when a, when they're when they've been wearing a team down over ninety minutes. And you you can kind of tell like oh they could get a get a late goal here because they've this team's so worn down, and like they've been defending so hard the whole game. It's hard, it's hard to defend for ninety minutes against the like the, the attacks that Rangers and Celtic have. So, I mean, 
I think you're saying um, like, do you think they'll they'll lose a game because they've like they've been struggling for form? I I don't think I've seen a game in the league this season where Rangers have looked like they're going to to lose. Like I'd I'd try and think back, but like a lot of the games that they they might not look to their best, but I've never seen them look as if they're going to lose the game. I think mm-hmm. I think for me the, I, I, that's not that's not really a problem um, for Rangers. But the only thing is like if you look at games like last night, um, where you're getting late into the game and you haven't broke a team down, then you leave yourself open to sort of like a shot. Um, rather yeah, than the a team longer the like long, a deserved one. The longer a game goes on and you've not scored and they've not scored, it kind of gives them hope. They're like we're still in this one, so. There's there is the potential for a team to do it, and I mean, Obviously, we'll see. Um, we had this discussion earlier in our group chat. Um, we wonder what's more important for Gerard, an unbeaten season, or how far he could potentially potentially go I, in the Europa League. Yeah, there is going to be a point where there's going to be a team that might that probably will be too good for for this current Rangers team. Yeah, I think it has to be Europe. It has to be, uh, yeah. I think all, all Gerald will care about care about is actually tying up winning the league. Yeah. I don't think he actually really will care about being going unbeaten really. Like when Brendan Rogers did it at Celtic, he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't sitting there thinking, Oh, I really need to be unbeaten in this league. He was just like I just I really need to win the league. I think it, that was it, it. gets to the, it got to the point where Brendan said that they were they were they were out of Europe so they could focus on mm-hmm. um like, the league at that yeah. point. But where well Rangers. They focused on other competitions. Yeah, well, Rangers have St Mirren this weekend, and then they've got a week off where they basically they've got the the two Thursday night games, mm-hmm. um, and then they've got the, the old firm game where they can potentially win the league. Um, obviously they could potentially win it this weekend as well. But then if they do win it there, and they do get by Sparta Prague, then they're gonna if they're going into the next round of Europe, they're going to be resting their players at the end the weekend, so they've got fresh players. For the, thing. You'd, you'd like to think so for for the the hopes of Scottish coefficient yeah. points. To be honest, it's, that they'd be taking it seriously. Like because there's there's a few teams in there where you know like Rangers even at their their best that they're they're going to struggle to to beat or to get anything out of. But there's a lot of teams in still in Europe that Rangers playing their best with their freshest like with fresh players will be able to beat. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, before before we get bogged down and talk about Rangers for too long, uh, there was another game on last night at the same time, I think, yeah. and it was Hamilton v uh, Betfred Cup winner St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And that one finished one each. Right. Um, I watched the highlights. Uh, the, I think this is the first time I've actually watched a full highlights video because I was bored. I was <laughs> that bored today. So, yeah. I've got, I've got to say, you've got to feel for St. Johnson a little bit. I really thought from the highlights that were shown that they really deserved to win that game. Um, for most of the match, the Hamilton goalkeeper really kept the Hamilton in it. Well, it was he was the one that was working the hardest, really, for me. And had it not been for a fantastic ball up from the halfway line, a good touch and finish, then he would have kept a clean sheet and got them all, all three points. Yeah, it was, I think I think the draw was probably the fair result in the end because both, both teams did have the chances. Obviously, I think 
St. Johnson's chances were better and the goalkeeper had to make more key saves, but at the end of the day, it was... Yeah, uh, yeah I, think a, I think a draw is fair, but I just... I, I really, when I was watching the highlights, St. Johnson probably... If, if St. Johnson had won, you wouldn't really argued with that yeah. fair result either. Even if, if... I think if Hamilton had won, you probably wouldn't... You would have said that, that that's fair enough. They've, they've done enough to win the game. And it would have been a, an absolute massive win for them. It would have taken them off bottom and now they're, they're, they're joint points with Kelly now but they would have been two points ahead of Kelly if they'd managed to hold on to that win Yeah I, I, I'm i glad St Johnson scored that late goal because well just anything to anything to put like Hamilton as low to the bottom they're not going possible, down. as close to relegation they're as possible not going I, know, down. I know they won't no no they will not Every they won't year. go down but I'm just saying anything to put them as low as possible and give us that hope that they'll go is all I care about. Think. But uh, well, well, we talk about Hamilton. Some some goal from them. It was it was a good finish. Um, Bruce Anderson working hard again to get that ball, uh, get it forward. Just played it, laid it off to Callan, and a uh, good finish. Tidy finish. Uh, I don't think <laughs> don't think the goalkeeper was really expecting it. To be honest, no, I don't think he was. No. Mm. Uh, neither was I, to be honest. I was I was watching the highlights and then the ball's in the back of the net and I was like, oh, <laughs> better rewind it and watch that again. But, I mean, it was a it was a, a game for good goals, to be fair, because St. Johnson's was it was a different type of goal, but it was still just as good. A cracker, an absolute yeah, cracker. The control. I don't know who played the long ball, but um, the control to bring it down from Mohamed and away. I think it was one of the centre halves that played. That yeah, ball. I think it was. I'm not sure which one it was. They were they were they were pushed up very high at that point. To be honest, yeah, it was Gordon. Gordon played the part. Um, Liam Gordon. Liam Gordon. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good ball. It, it it's one of those ones that maybe you'd be arguing the defence should probably deal with better because it is just played straight up the middle, but. It's really good striker play from him to get in that gap where it's going. His touch is absolutely phenomenal. His touch and his turn and then the finish. Oh yeah, it was... I mean, it was like, the, he touched it and then he kind of like hit it before it even bounced as well, like with the, with the same motion. Touching the hit. I believe um, St. Johnson on their Twitter compared it to Bear Camp, so... I was gonna say they did, uh, uh, they called them something on their Twitter account. I just couldn't remember. What. Um, I mean that's always a good comparison if you're a player and you get compared to Bear Camp. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Bear Camp. Look at the goal, thinking, "Oh, I wish I could do that." His celebration was was kind of it was kind of like the player St. Johnson players have come up and been like, "Yeah, you asked me, well done." And he's like, "Fuck off! We need to come on. We can still maybe like get a win out of this." Pushing them all the way back up to the halfway line to start the game again. I like I, I like that in a player though. Yeah, because I mean it was the eighty seventh minute, which is it's late, but you know you never know when you get that you get that goal, you do get that late momentum to try and get another one. Because I believe that's um, now um, another. I think they can still finish in top six actually. I need some results to go their way. Yeah, yeah. And talk about talking about results. Um, some great results and the predictions from us from those those three games we did really well. 
Uh, bottom of the pile, myself, with zero points this week. Uh, just ahead of me, Craig and Drew with two points this week. I was, I was so close. If Hamilton had just held on to that win, I was the only yeah. one that had Hamilton to win. Mm. And uh, Matt, six points, all three results correct. And Billy was seven points with the one correct scoreline and the one correct result. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, congratulations, Billy. So standings-wise, uh, Billy has caught, gained a point on Matt. Uh, Matt's still out in the lead, seven points ahead. Um, and we will not talk about the bottom three of the table because we are miles <laughs> You say we are, and me, I have miles oh, behind them. You're only four behind me, though, so... Uh, I'm last. I thought Ferb was last. No. No. No, don't disrespect no, me like that. Yeah. 59, Craig is 37. <laughs> That's not very good. I, you know I what? Get two, two points out but, of it. But, but... No card. Wait, no, 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 stop. At the weekend, we've almost got a full card, so there is... Is the chance for Craig to to do some catching here if he has a flawless weekend? Well, we would have had a full card if Wraith uh, and sorry, Dunfermline could control their COVID outbreak. But they Dunfermline. No, but we'll let them off it because it's COVID. Okay, it's, it's a very very contagious yes. illness. Okay, because mm-hmm. um, you get minus twenty points so far. Uh, something. <laughs> can you just can you just can you just shut your little mouth, Rosser? Okay. And we'll we'll go on and we'll predict the weekend's games and we'll see how wrong you are, buddy. Why do you like wait a bit? <laughs> I guess right. I'm presenting now because Berg's been silent. No, we're we're starting in the Premiership and we're starting in Aberdeen. They take on Hamilton Craig. <laughs> Yeah, I really want Hamilton to win this game because I, I I want Kelly to go down, but uh, I'm going to go for one each. Billy? Uh, I'll go for 2-1 to Aberdeen. Ross Stewart? Uh, I'm going to say 2-0 Aberdeen. And Matt? I'm going to go for 1-0 Aberdeen. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, likewise with a one nil Aberdeen. Well, I'm the only one to protect uh, anything other than an Aberdeen win, so because nope. nobody else. It'll be, a, it'll be a tight game. It'll be a tight game, but no one else is dumb. Crazy. No, it's Aberdeen not that. Aberdeen are second bottom right. in the form last year. Soon. Who's bottom? Okay, Kelly. Um, oh yeah, Kelly. Of course, I don't know why I asked. <laughs> right, next game: Motherwell take on Livingston. Craig. The mm. Livingston have to start winning eventually again. Surely, like they've lost, they've uh, they've, sorry, they've not won the last five or six or whatever now. We said that about Aberdeen for ages. No, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go two 0 Motherwell. Billy, uh, I'm going to go one one. Jamesy boy, uh, I'm going to say one 0 to Motherwell. Matty boy. I'm going to go with 2-1 to Livingston. I don't know. It's one of those ones. I'm going to go nil-nil. So then we have Rangers v St Mirren. Um, 
That's oh, I don't actually know. Hmm. Three nil Rangers. I'll go for. Uh, well, I was talking to my my good mate Steve Gerrard just after the game mm-hmm. last night, and well, he's confident that the guys can get a win, and I'm going to agree with him. Three one Rangers. So, another made up stories. Um... <laughs> Who were you talking to last night, Morelos? Uh, no. Talking to Sir Walter Smith. No, I'm. Ah. I'm going to say one nil Rangers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with double. I'll go with two 0 two 0 Rangers. You've, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. I'm also gonna go with two 0 Rangers. But you know what? In, in, in the shock of the season. I'm on the St. Mary, yeah, exactly. Ross County, Kilmarnock. Christ. Um. <laughs> the worst game of the week. Three 0 Ross County. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, I, I'm gonna go. One one. Are you? Yep. Sure. Uh, I'm going to say two nil to Kelly. Good drugs. Uh, Matt. <laughs> um, I'm going to go nil nil. See, I'm really. Te- I think Kelly might surprise me. I'm going to go 1-0 Kelly. Tight. I, don't know how, I don't know how Matt can look at a game and think it's not going to be a goal fest, honestly. They're the sides that have scored the two least goals in the league this season. Like goal fest. St. Johnson v. Hibbs. Hmm. I'm going to go for two each. I'm going to go for 2-1 to St. Johnston. I'm going to say 2-1 to Hibs. I'm, I'm, I'm actually... I'm going to go with 2-0 to Hibs. I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs as well. Although I wouldn't be surprised if St. Johnson won that case. No, it was a toss-up for me a little bit. Dundee United, Celtic. Controversially, I'm going to go to Glockle for 1-0 Dundee United and the league will be over. Is that controversial? Philly. 2-0 Celtic. Juror. Um... 1-0 1-0 Celtic. I'm going to go Matthew. Matthew. Uh, 5-0 Celtic. Yeah. Tell you what, if you get correct score, I will be impressed. <laughs> I'm think... impressed. There's a reason I'm top. Last time, last time wasn't exactly fantastic for Celtic when we went away to Dundee United. But, I mean, we, we had a good night out after the game and we did win our, our coupon that, that week, so... Maybe we can win it at the weekend here with this this game. I'm gonna go three nil Celtic. Uh, trust me, Ferg. I hope you're not picking um, Dundee United in the coupon this week. <laughs> Honestly, I won't be. Um, 
Alwa v Inverness in the championship, Craig. No, no. Belmondo. 2-1 to Inverness. Sure. 2-0 to Inverness. I'm going to... I'm going to join Bill. 2-1 to Inverness. I hate making predictions on the championship. I just feel like whatever I say, I get it wrong. Uh fucking I mean, last, so apart from Craig. I'm not last. No, Craig's last apparently. Yeah, but when you Craig would be last. True. Uh 1-0 Inverness. Yeah. Or both Queen of the South and the only person not to predict an Inverness win. So that'll be me right again. <laughs> Would you like to make your prediction, Craig? Well, I've said this game about five minutes ago. Um, I, didn't, I didn't hear you say the game. I was waiting for that. Uh, oh, I'll go for our, our Brof to continue their good run of form. 2-0 to our Brof. Uh, point shared, 1-1. One, one. Sure. Um, I'm gonna say one nil. Uh, bro. I say one nil. Aloha. I said bro. bro. I'm gonna go with a goalless draw. I think. Oh. Yes, yeah, I think it's gonna be a draw. I just can't decide whether it's gonna be a score draw or, or just absolutely nothing. Oh, tell us then. Oh, let's go two each. Let's go for a thriller. Um, Hearts v Dundee. Will they get their form back, Craig? Uh, I believe Hearts will get another draw. One each. Billy. Hearts to slip up. 2-1, Dundee. Hearts to win. 2 now. Yeah, I'm actually going to copy Jura there again. I think it will be two 0 the Hearts. You got to copy the best, to be fair. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go three 0 Hearts. That's in my mind now. Ferg's picked it. <laughs> um, just before we before we this last game we predict, just to let everyone know that Jura's not predicted a single draw yet. Aye. <laughs> 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 so it's like a, it's like without further ado, you never put a draw in a cup and. Without further ado, Morton v. Air. Craig? Um, 3 0 Air. Again? Just you wait. Just you wait. It's the bounce back. <laughs> you know what? If it's 3 0 Air, I'll give you my points as well. Not, not how it works. Yeah, we've all heard him say it. <laughs> I'm uh, taking Billy's points. Craig, my points for this game make if it's 3 0 Air. Craig will go top of the table. Um, it'll be 2 0 to Morton. I'm going to say 1 0. There it is. Uh, a draw. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go 2 0 here. I'm going to be optimistic. It's realistic, Matt. Realistic. Okay, I'm going to be realistic. I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go for 2-1 here because uh, I think they'll concede because they're going to have a two-foot-two two midget in nets, apparently. Well, I have an update on that situation. Uh, well, please... Two, it does confirm that Sinisalo should be back for Saturday. Oh, well, nah, still 2-1. <laughs> well, but he's, but he's finished. He's, he's not finished. He's only 21. Six Whatever he is. Mm. <laughs> Why did you say he's hate when I say he's finished? <laughs> that's, that's the new one. Finish, oh, Christ <laughs> I think that is uh, the key to end. Yeah, Billy might need his bed after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late for me to go through this game tonight. Well, would you like to say goodbye, Billy? Matthew? Yep, thanks for listening, folks. Craig. Goodbye. And Jura, any last thoughts? Um, happy birthday, Mum, and um, good night. Happy birthday, Edith. So wholesome. Yep, so wholesome. Happy birthday to Jura's mum. We'll see you on Monday evening. Good night, goodbye, God bless. Mm-hmm.